talked about this in services, this section of scripture, but we talked about the prodigal son. I want to begin with verse 8. Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle, sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it? And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. You can go ahead and be seated. Um, I lose stuff a lot. Anybody else lose stuff a lot? All right. God bless y'all. God bless you. Darren, uh, when I came in, I, I drove Tracy's car, and, and I came in, I had her keys in my hand, and I told her when I got here I was going to give them to her, you know, because she said, we, we got to leave right after service is over, and I said, I'll give you your keys, and she said, you, you won't, you won't, you won't. I was walking around, and I would not have. <laughs> And she looked at me and she went, hey. I was like, yeah, see, I was, yeah, I was going to give them to you. Sure, sure. No, they would have wound up up here somewhere or back in the back. And, and uh, <clears throat> y'all know my story. I have one of those on my personal keys. I have a tile that tracks it for me. And I push a button on my phone and it'll beep. And if I leave it running, it'll actually tell me the last place that my keys were at. It'll send me there. So those are a blessing. Um, losing things can be frustrating. Losing things can be aggravating. But man, there is such relief when you find them. I've used this illustration a lot. Um, I remember one morning I was looking for my keys and we were out in the yard and it was like four o'clock in the morning because I had to go to work and I couldn't find them anywhere. And so I had Tracy out in the yard with me. And we were kicking around snow <laughs> trying to find our keys. And she had hate in her heart. I seen it everywhere she stepped. The snow melted because she was so. <laughs> okay, maybe not that part. <laughs> but then when I finally found them, it is such a relief. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know that feeling that you get? That it's just like, maybe that's why I lose them. Because <laughs> I just love the <laughs> feeling of finding them. Maybe it's something I do in my subconsciousness. Trying to, yeah. But, man, when you find it, when you find it. That's what our stories are about. And, and, and there's three stories here. And they're basically about the same thing. They're about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and then the lost son. And the, the purpose of the story of the prodigal son we always dwell on the prodigal son, but that's not really uh, the purpose of the, the parable. The purpose of the parable was the brother because when they find the sheep, everyone rejoices. When she finds the coin, everyone rejoices. When the brother comes home, the other brother gets mad, and he doesn't rejoice. So it's about an attitude of the lost. Um, we, we set out, and we've been praying for 100 souls this year. And we're not there yet. 
But as I was reading this, Jason, I wonder how diligently she sought for this coin. Now, <clears throat> tradition tells us that she received these coins, these ten coins, uh, when she, because she was married. They were a token from her husband, and in the custom of those days, they gave them ten pieces of silver. And they, they kept these ten pieces. And let me tell you something about weddings. Um, people, people are um, uh, real excited at first. Hey, we're getting married, and they announce it to everybody. And then begins the, the task of, i tell you who's not happy about weddings, is the daughter's dad. <laughs> I don't know who started that custom, but that's lousy. I think that, <laughs> which I'm glad we're done, Ian, Ian, I, I, Whoever, good luck. They can pay for his wedding. Don't have to worry about that. I'm free at last, free at last. But it's, it's so exciting, and you see the love in their eyes, and you imagine when she received these ten pieces as a token of her, of her love and her commitment and all of that stuff. But here's what happens with it. As time went by, somehow she lost one of her coins. And we do that in our Christian walk, don't we? Man, when we first get saved, it is exciting and, and it's new. And when we start figuring out what really did happen and we, we get out of the, uh, the, 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 the mentality that says that we had to earn our salvation and we finally figured out that it was given to us as a gift and when we figure out how great Jesus really is, man, I'm telling you, that's exciting. It's exciting to know that he loved me that much. It's exciting to know that when I was yet in my sin, Christ died for me. It's good to know that he, he said, I, I'm going to justify you even though I know, I know that in your flesh dwelleth no good thing. That, that's awesome that we serve a God. Man, I could preach this right now because when I think about where I'm going in terms of where I've been, man, it makes me glad to know that I've been born again. Amen. He brought me out of that, and that's exciting. And, but, but as time goes by, things begin to take toll on us. Man, you get into a new church, and man, it, you, you, don't, you don't know people, so you love everybody. <laughs> Every, nobody has any fault. You're just so glad everybody's nice, and they love you, and, and it's just a wonderful place to be. And it's like, oh, this is so awesome. And then what happens is you get to know people. And people tell you stuff about people. And then you start wondering about people. And those people that you were looking around, oh, they're so nice. You're like, I wonder if they're a manipulator. Because you heard something. And time, am I right? Time has a way of, of wearing on you. And before you know it, you're suspicious of everybody. And it shouldn't be that way, but man, life has a way. So somewhere in the process of time, she lost one of her coins. Don't know exactly when it happened, but there came a moment when she realized that it was missing. And that's where we need to be as a church. We need to realize that there are some things that are missing. Now, you can meander through life and you can be overly optimistic if you want to. That's good. I love optimistic people. I don't like negative people. They, they're toxic. They bring you down. We, we, we've talked about them before. We'll leave them alone. 
The, the point is that you can, but there comes a point when if, if, you, if you got a car and you hear a grinding when you hit your brakes, I promise you it will not go away on its own. First, it's a whistle. <laughs> it's a sound, just a little squeak. And you can ride down the road and be all optimistic if you want and say, the Lord's going to take care of my brakes. Odds are there's going to come a day when you're going to have to stop and not only change your brakes, but you're going to have to change your rotors also because you didn't stop. So in our walk, sometimes we just got to stop and ask, is there something missing that I used to have in my Christian life? Is there something that I had that I would testify about and I can't testify about that now? If that's you, you are at the right service at the right time. Because as I've been praying about this, I know that sometimes we don't even realize it's missing. Some before we had a testimony, before we had we had something to brag about, before we had a praise, we had a song, we had worship, but as time goes by, we begin to meander in and church doesn't become relationship it becomes habit and when church becomes habit we are coming for the wrong reason church should never be habit church should always be a privilege the fact that I can come together in corporate worship and praise him together T.D. Jakes years ago he did a, a lesson on aggregate and it was so interesting and I, I, I remember it and he talked about how things that are separate, are put together, and put to good use. He said like plastic glass and a prescription would probably never meander itself together, but when you take plastic or you take metal and you take glass and you take a prescription, it's the reason you can see right now. And if you've ever had a pair of glasses that's missing one of the supports, how awful is that? They still work but how horrible it is that it's all not together. The point is it needs to be complete because you can make it with nine coins. You, you listen, you can make it with nine coins, but the point is God ordained you to have ten. He doesn't want you just surviving on the nine. He wants you to be complete in him. Oh, I hope you're hearing me. Because we live below our privilege too much. We belong to Jesus Christ. That is our dad and we are his kids. And because we, uh, because we are in that relationship, we have some things that he has given us that we cannot afford to not possess and have with us. Amen. So time goes by and you, you lose a little and you lose a little and and we, we used to sing this song. It said, I went to the enemy's camp. And, uh, and, 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 and when we sang that, it made it feel like it was a one day's journey. Like I just went down there and took it back. Sometimes it's not that quick. Sometimes it takes a minute first to figure out it's missing. I heard something today, and it messed with me. This guy said, he, he said, hey, 
if you're running on six hours of sleep all the time or less, you feel like you're running normal, but you're way below normal, and you don't even realize it. I was like, I've, I was like, I wonder what I'm supposed to feel like. And, and I wonder, in our Christian walk, have we been living where we're at, and we think that this is normal, and it's abnormal. We should be in a better place. But we've lived this way for so long. Let me say it like this. Can I get real with you? I still believe the church should have power to lay hands on people and they be healed. Are we living below our means because we're okay and we're satisfied? I believe that the church should be having a revival that brings lost souls in and heaven can rejoice over their souls. But are we okay with where we're at because we get used to it? How'd you say it, Brother Eddie? We've been cold for so long that when we get warm, we think we're hot. We get warm and we're like, man, this is great. When God's like, no, there's so many more levels. There's so much higher you should be. But first, you got to go back and find what you had in the beginning. He said, go back and do your first work of love over. Go back to that place when you first met me and you remembered the passion and you remembered the zeal that you had when you first got started. Oh, glory. She gets out of broom. As a matter of fact, do we have a broom? Anybody got a, anybody got a quarter? You got one? You know what's amazing about stuff? Is sometimes it'll just stay in one certain spot until you go looking for it. Let me tell you what a good example that is. Couch cushions. When's the last time you went down inside the couch cushions? Has it been a while? You'll be amazed what you'll find. Well, look here. Here's my driver's license. How'd they get there? But it's funny that when you go to get it, it's been there, but it, it'll move while you're trying to get it. Now, if you wasn't trying to get it, it wouldn't move. <laughs> Are you listening to me? What are you saying? I'm saying when you make up your mind that you're going to search for it, you better have a made-up mind. I love this. I, I absolutely love this. Hey, have you seen my wallet? No. Where'd you put it at last? Well, if I knew that, <laughs> I wouldn't be asking you, have you seen it? Have you seen my phone? No, where'd you leave it? Well, I tell you what, if we knew where we left it, we'd knew where to find it. Oh, man, I feel like preaching to you today. You lost a coin. And when you lost the coin, things come along and they cover it up. Let me find some stuff. I got all kinds of cover that up. And, and when you're looking and, and you're searching, 
You wish you knew if I could just go back to the place where I left it. But here's what, here's what you got to do. What she did, she began to sweep the whole house. Oh, this, this is such an awesome thing. Because when you start sweeping the whole house, you find other things that you wasn't even looking for. Oh. You're, you're like, oh, man, this is so good. I, I didn't even forgot I had this. But I found it. And, and, you, and the more you sweep. Now, what does sweeping represent? I've never felt one of these that hit, fit my hand just right. It looks like it does. You are so wrong. It don't. No, I don't like it. You start sweeping. And what does sweeping represent? It represents repentance. How do we know that? He said, purge me with hyssop. Purge me with hyssop. Hyssop was a minty plant that was used in making brooms. They used it to apply the blood to the doorpost. It was, it was like a broom material, and they made brooms out of it. He said, purge me with hyssop. Why with hyssop? Because you got to understand what repentance does. What repentance does is removes things that are hiding the things that God ordained us to possess in the first place. We've been deceived by the devil too long. What he said was his, has been ours all along, but we got Oh, you got to move the stuff. How do you do that? You change your mind. You got to change your mind. You got to get rid of your stinking thinking. Because as a man thinks, so is he. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. Whichever way you think. So repentance is changing your mind. The enemy said, oh, you don't really need that. You know how many times I have heard that? You know how many times people have told me that? Well, you don't really need to pray like that, and you don't really need to worship like that, and you don't really need to fast like that, and you don't really need to. How do you know what I really need to do? First of all, you don't know the devils I fight. First of all, you don't know the battle I fight. I had a man come to me. I'm praying. I'm just praying away. We're all having a prayer meeting. And he came to me and he said, you know, you don't have to pray like that. I said, how do you know how I got to pray? You don't know what I'm up against, man. Hey, there comes a point when they looked over and said, hey, hold it down. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, hey, hold your peace. You don't need to yell like that. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. You don't know my battle, so you don't know what I got to do to get it out of my mind so that I can find what God ordained me to have. So you found it. And there it is. So you know what you got to do? You got to pick it up. Humility. People say, well, I'll tell you, I can, I can pray right here. I know you can. I know you can pray in your seat. You can pray at home. You can pray everywhere. You can, you can do that. But, man, there's something about kneeling down on an altar in humility and raising up with power. There it is. That's mine. Now, the devil told me I didn't need it. The devil told me I was doing okay without it. The devil told me you don't need to. You don't have to. You don't have to. It's okay. Don't, you know what we need to do? Tell the devil to be quiet. We need to tell the devil to zip his lip. And we need to kneel down and take what God ordained us to have. This is because of relationship. You got this through relationship. 
But don't let the clutter, and the clutter happens where? Right here. Let's be honest. How many times has the devil lied to you and said you're not enough? How many times the devil lied to you and said you're not going to make it? How many times has the devil stepped up and let you know that you wasn't worthy enough to receive what God gave you? Let me tell you what you got to do. You got to change your thinking. You got to change your thinking to this man. Hey, he gave it to me, it's mine. He gave it to me, it's mine. He gave it to me, it's mine. And what God has given me, I'm going to hold on to. What God, what has God given you that you've let go? It's time to pick it up again. It's time to pick up. Well, I used to, I used to. You know how many times I've heard that in my Christian life? We used to do this and we used to do that and we used to pray and we used to fast and we used to, used to, used to. Well, what's the matter now, Zion? Why don't the church rise up and be the church again? We, uh, Y'all know this story, but I got to share it because it fits right here. This lady looked at me one time, Eddie, and she said, you know what the problem with you young people is? I said, what's that? She said, y'all don't pray enough. She said, when we were young, we prayed all the time. I said, who'd you pray with? She said, we prayed with the elders. I said, well, you're the elders, and y'all ain't praying. I repented. That was mean. But man, it was a good jab, wasn't it? We need this. We need this. So we got to get rid of all the division and find this. Because here's how it ought to work. When you get your song back, I should be happy. When you get your praise back, I should be rejoicing with you. Oh, listen to me. When you get your glory back, I ought to be able to glorify him with you. When you understand where Jesus brought you from, the Bible says there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels over one sinner. That's the purpose of the story. Heaven can rejoice. Your neighbor can rejoice. I want to rejoice with you as well. But. We're not going to find it unless we search diligently. Search me, oh God. Search me, oh God. Well, I tell you, I tell you, preacher, I'm, I'm kind of satisfied with the things, the way things are. If you got a lost child, you can't be satisfied. Well, I tell you, everything's been going pretty good. The old man got a raise. If, if you got a lost spouse, you can't be satisfied. Well, I tell you, I, I, I really like Sunday, but man, there's just sometimes that I feel like I just need to step out and get a hold of God. And sometimes those songs don't. You have no excuse because when the world says shut up, step up. When they say it ain't right, step up. You have you got to start sweeping diligently. Don't worry about the neighbors and the dust they see flying. Who cares what they think? You gotta find it. You gotta get it. You gotta get it in touch with it you got lost co-workers you can't be satisfied I don't know if this will happen or not but it's a thought I always have 
Doug, I got an obligation to tell them. If I don't tell them, who's going to? I don't know if this will happen, but it's just a thought that's always in my head, and it bothers me, and it motivates me, so I'm just going to keep it there. Could you imagine standing in heaven, and one of your people you work with look over, and they say, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? I, I, I want when they asked me, they'll say, I did, I did, I did, I told you. I won't say it like that. I'll say it nicely. I'll be in heaven. I won't have this flesh. I said, I did, Snookums. <laughs> so I've got to be in a place where I got my goods in line so that when I speak to them, I'm not just speaking amiss, but I'm speaking with power and anointing. And if that's missing, they're going to recognize something's missing. You know what they told us, Randy, out the prison all the time? They said, man, if you come out here and preach, you better be real. Why is that? Because you can't con a con. They're going to know whether you're faking it or not. So you better be real. Just make sure you're real. Scariest place in the world. I was like, man, I hope I'm real. <laughs> better be real. What happens if they detect some hypo hypocrisy in me? Some hypocrisy. What if they were, what happens then? You better be real. You better be, this world's looking for something that's real. He gave you what was real. Don't, don't leave it behind anymore. Let's find it. Let's pick it up and let's move forward. Are you hearing me? Let's find it. Let's pick it up and let's move forward. I, I'm going to the enemy's camp. I'm going to take back what he took from me. I'm going to get it back. And when I get it back, you'll know because there'll be a difference in my worship. There'll be a difference in my testimony. There'll be a difference in my smile. There'll be a difference in my countenance because I got it. And, I, and when I do, I want to call you and say, come rejoice with me. Man, I want to see your kids saved. I want to see your spouses saved. Why? Because he paid an awesome price for them. And he gave it to us. She began to seek Darren diligently. Diligently. Oh, you know, there's been times when I've lost my keys and I kind of looked around for them, but I had a backup. I had a backup key. So I was like, ah, you know, I'll find it later. I'll find it later. Let me tell you when it's really, really scary. When I lost my backup too. Then it's like, I got to get serious. I really got to get serious about finding this or I ain't going anywhere. And I've called Speedy so many times, he's grouchy to me now. <laughs> he told me one time, he said, lose him again and I'm going to start charging you. <laughs> it don't look like much to the world, but it's about relationships. And man, Darren, if I got it, if I got it, and I know where it is, and I know how to use it, and he gave it to me, how much more effective can I be? How much more effective can I be? Amen. I don't want you to walk out of here ever discouraged. I want you to walk out challenged sometimes, but never discouraged. Unless you're sinning, then you should be discouraged.
But actually, you know what? Come back and repent and get power over that and walk out encouraged. You need to change your mind about a lot of things. Come on, Aaron. Why do we need to do that? Man, it's about relationship. You know, Johnny, the devil's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. He said, well, I don't know. I don't know if she'll ever. 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 And you know what? When you look at situations, sometimes you begin to wonder yourself. But you know what you got to do? You got to change your thinking. Say, you know what? God promised me. God promised me, and I got that promise. I'm uncovering the promise. I used to quote scriptures about it. But you know what I'm doing? I'm going back and I'm going to quote them again. I'm going to quote them again. So I want to stir up our hearts. I want to go search them for some lost people. I want to seek after them diligently. Diligently. Randy, because the world needs what we got. They're looking for what you got. They've searched everything they could search. And they can't find it anywhere else. You got what they're looking for. If you wouldn't, it's appropriate. Just slip your hand in the person, in the hand of the person beside you, if you would. I won't pray for each other. I want you to pray for them diligently. Let me tell you what God's got. God's got a plan for their life beyond our highest expectations. God, take us there. God, take us there. God, take us there. Let us walk in the ordained path that you've ordained us to walk in. God, your perfect will for my friend's life, your perfect will. Would you turn your attention to their family? Would you pray for their lost? Would you pray for their lost? God, would you take their family to heaven? God, would you convict their souls? Would you wash them in your blood? God, would you bring them out? Would you redeem them? You said we're too touch and agree, Lord. We're touching. We're agreeing right now. If you believe that God is able to change your situation, would you stand up and worship with us for just a minute? Would you stand up and say, that's me. I believe. I believe. I believe God's able. I believe God's able. I believe he's able. I believe he's able to save my son. I believe he's able to save my daughter. I believe he's going to do it. I believe he's going to do it. God, I want to sweep out all the doubt. I want to sweep out all the insecurity, Lord. I want to sweep it out. God, I want to sweep it out. I want fresh anointing, Lord. God, I want to light the candle, the light of your word. Lord, I want it to shine in my heart, Lord. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Oh, tonight, Lord, tonight, Lord, tonight. Tonight, I'm changing my mind. 